Kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as one, two, three. And for the small price of a cup of coffee, you can help us put on these incredible shows just like you're seeing now and on the YouTube channel or maybe over on the Twitch with uh, our man Ryan Coddington. Up, I believe it is Cod Sinclair over there, Matt. It's a couple of different things. Who really knows? First things first, rest in power to Jim Crockett Jr. Unfortunately, he just passed away last night in the middle of AEW and NXT. Um, you actually saw a lot of tributes to it with FTR and Tully Blanchard. Um, they were very emotional about it. You could tell from, from their reaction on social media, as well as Ric Flair made a pretty touching post about it. Um, you know, legendary, legendary promoter gone from the world. So, you know, thoughts and prayers are out with him and his family. Uh, up next, though, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. We do have a new WWE champion. His name is one Bobby Lashley. Um, ben, I'm going to ask you, how you feel about it? Uh, it's time. Uh, there's been the memes going around. Uh, and I, a year ago, March – or no, two years ago, March 2019, Bobby Lashley – was stuck in the cucking angle of Rusev with Alana Romance. That wasn't two years ago. Let me see if I can find. Now, find two it. years ago, I want to tell you it was the Sami Zayn and Lashley's sister segment. But yeah, no, no, that wasn't done yet. Because that was at, uh, uh, not Money in the Bank, but that was at one of the early shows after Mania. You might be right. I could be wrong. It's. Um, I've had this week off. I have not had to think this week, so that's what I'm blaming. Done crazy on. things, man. Quarantine's done some crazy things to us. I've accepted time is now a social construct that does not exist. Interesting, interesting choice. Um, while you're looking that up, let me talk to you real quick here. Not to, you know, rip off my man here, L.A. Knight, but uh, let me talk to you here. So, I am. 1,000% on board with this decision. 1,000%. Bobby Lashley should have been a world champ by now, in my opinion. Yes, I um, completely agree. Uh, but I, it is well overdue. I got to tell you, all the shenanigans on Raw I could have done without for it. Um, the, the Miz faking the injury to push the match back an hour, then having him uh, eat a loss by countout, and then we're going to go to the main event. You know, we, eh, you know, we could have, A, split up between the Lumberjack match and the countout. But for me, it was just all too much at one point. I see your argument. One night. Yes, it was too much for one night. But again, it's Miz doing the chicken shit heel. See, that's like almost overdoing it, though. You know? Okay, I get you. I see your argument. I see your argument. Um, and that, that's okay. my thing. You, Miz has been champion now for two weeks. Well, was champion for two weeks. Um, and 
man, they did not do do his character any favors with this. Um, no. Not that you have to put the heel over in any way, shape, or form, but like, this is the dude who, right after he won the belt, all of us went back and we watched the Daniel Bryan talking smack promo with Miz, where Miz eviscerated him, and you know, essentially replaced himself back on the map as a top promo guy. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, we could have we could have used a little bit more of that fire. I get it. We're with John Morrison now. We're a little bit more, you know, I, I don't want to say average, but it feels average. Yeah. Um, like we don't feel like a main event guy anymore. Uh, I would argue Miz has never really felt as a main event guy. And I love the Miz. Ooh, that's a hot, hot take there. I've always seen him as like high upper mid card where he can bounce back and forth, but he, generally kind of stays more mid-card. I don't know, man. Those early years of, of the, the recent, the most recent bland, uh, brand split, man, Miz, Miz was top guy as far as I'm concerned. Miz was the guy of SmackDown. I oh, don't sure. care. Don't care about John Moxley holding the WWE title and bringing a hot dog cart to the ring. <laughs> Miz was the guy. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like you could have protected him just a little bit. That's just my thing. Maybe I'm be asking a little too much here, which I think might might be. But fair enough. It just seemed a little much to me. I get uh, what you're saying. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, a little bit of news here. Kenny King of Ring of Honor. He's an LFI, which is the Ring of Honor's version of LIJ. Los Ingonables. Um so his is Los Facciones Ingonables. I don't teach Spanish. I apologize. But he said he's open open to bringing LFI to any promotion because he was asked, you know, in, in concerns with the Forbidden Door being open. Um, sounds like we're hearing a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers pretty open to wrestling outside of just Ring of Honor as well. Uh, and I guess my question with this is, is there anywhere in particular you'd like to see Ring of Honor start showing up a bit more, Ben? Uh, obviously the answer I think a lot of people are going to say is AEW uh, I personally am going to go with New Japan I know they've worked yeah, they've always kind together of in the past uh, WWE does their own thing there they very rarely work with anybody who they don't want to buy out I'm at a point where I just stop counting them in, in concerns of uh, people working together yeah uh, I don't really see Impact Ring of Honor working together. They could now. Hear me out. That used to be the main relationship. Yeah, was was Ring of Honor helping out Impact? I feel like Impact actually might be the best place for Ring of Honor right now. Um, yeah. and and hear me out on this. With the other little bit of news here, we're gonna talk about later on what might be happening on Tuesday nights. Impact's gonna need a lot of help. Um, yeah, and I think. A, we can probably send some guys from Ring of Honor who aren't necessarily in the top spot who could probably come down, have a really good spot in Impact. I don't want to see overexposure in terms of everyone being on every show every day of the week. That's yes. too much. Yes. A little bit. A little bit here. Yeah. Um, I really feel like Impact would be the one that benefits the most from it. Yes, they would. Um. Now, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see some Matt Taven shenanigans on Wednesday nights, but, uh, you know, that's just because Matt Taven is everyone's one true world champion. Yeah. Uh, other good news here, we were sitting here telling you guys, last week we were real concerned with NWA removing all of their uh, content from YouTube, but actually about an hour ago before we came on the air, they dropped a minute and a half long video discussing that they're back, they're moving to Fight TV. Uh, their first pay-per-view is coming up, I believe, in April here. Yeah, it's very April. close to when they are, like, actually starting up. Yeah. If I remember my exactly. dates correctly. Actually, I'm totally wrong. It's March 21st. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like March, and then, like, that weekend, NWA is having Return to Power, is it called? Uh, back, back to the Attack. Yeah. Um, but it is. It does also mean power 
or, or, or is going to be on Fight TV, which I think is a good spot for it. Yeah, I think they benefited very much so from being on YouTube in terms of exposure, but I think they're probably going to get more ad money from being with Fight. I think Fight will actually pay to have NWA on their on their roster. Yeah, uh, back for the back for the attack is March twenty first. Yeah, and that's at four p.m. Eastern, and will be available on Fight. What else is happening that that day? I feel like there's another show happening. We'll look it up after when we got a little more time here. Yeah. Uh, ben. What's up? How much do you spend on wrestling Twitter? How much time? I understand it's accessible. Don't get me wrong. This is this is just an, this is not an actual like judging question. <laughs> Matt, I spend no time on Twitter. Period, because it's a bunch of bullshit that everybody's fighting about, and nobody wants to say anything productive. Very fair. Very very fair. <laughs> Ben, what is with all these child rappers trying to come back to, I, I don't know, I guess pop culture by calling out WWE or asking to join WWE? It was Bow Wow two weeks ago, and on Monday, Soldier Boy, of all people, Soldier Boy, came out and was talking about WWE being fake, and then had a back and forth with, of course, none other than Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, uh... I spend a little bit more time on wrestling TikTok. Uh, and the reactions that people are getting from those kinds of things are just r- great. Uh, my favorite is uh, Mikey O'Shea, who's an independent wrestler. Whenever somebody says wrestling is fake, has a backlog of Chris Farley just screaming videos. And it's just like wrestling is fake in the comments, or it's like, you know, a video of somebody saying wrestling is fake, and then it's a Chris Farley just screaming video. That's fantastic. Yeah, I tell you. Look, look. Crank that, Soldier Boy, came out when you and I were in middle school in yes. like 06, 07. Y- yes. Like, like, I really want people to realize that. Soldier Boy hasn't been relevant. <laughs> Since crank that. Uh, Kiss me through the phone was early high school, like late middle school for us. She hasn't been relevant since crank that soldier boy. Matt, I don't think you realize how popular oh, Kiss no. me through the phone was. Oh, no, Ben, I was a young high school boy. <laughs> you know, if you're trying to mac up on a girl, you tell them, "Hey, girl, let me kiss you through the phone." I mean, you're not wrong. I and get that- it, but. <laughs> And then he also has some uh, song that has a bunch of that has a cell phone number in it. And I'm just like, I don't was know this, that. Was he the Yaya Trick song? Get out my face. No. Who was that? I don't believe so. I, Matt, you know I don't listen to a lot of rap, so I'm not the person to Either ask. Either way, he's not been relevant for over a decade. All right. Yeah. So really, really think about this. What's the point? What what is the absolute point of Soldier Boy talking about WWE and people actually responding? Like, no one cares. Yeah, this dude's what? Uh, maybe He's thirty. Maybe forty pounds heavier than Marco Stunt. Uh, do I have his weight? Do I have his weight? I, I don't think it's on YouTube or uh, Wiki. Um, but after talking with Just Incredible, I, I brought this up before. Wrestling needs to protect the business. Yes. Right? And so here's where I am pushing. I don't know who I need to promote this to. Somebody clip this and send it to him. Soldier Boy versus New Jack. <laughs> Matt, are you trying to kill no this man? Are you trying to kill this man? <laughs> protect the business. It's fake, right? So you don't need to be worried about a guy who stabbed somebody in the ring. What about uh oh shoot, what's his name? Uh Dr. Death? Uh still Steve Williams no longer with us, but Oh. Um no, nah, I know you're talking about. He was also on the the reason Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Um which was great. Um oh my god, it's gonna bother me that I can't think of his name. But um but yeah, no, protect the business. Somebody get him in a ring and chop him in half. That's all. I say New Jack because I think that's the most entertaining. 
for all of us. I mean, New yeah. Jack may even come down to the ring to kiss me through the phone for all I know. <laughs> New Jack doesn't care. Um, all I'm saying, someone book this. Jake Paul makes a lot of money making these kind of fights. Let's do Jake Paul versus New Jack. I'm at a point now, I think every celebrity who thinks they're a fighter should face New Jack. No disqualification. Yeah. David Schultz. David Schultz. Yes, thank you. <laughs> there is okay. one thing I'm good for, and it is quickly Googling things. But yeah, New Jack. A, give me more New Jack, and B, I want to see him beat up celebrities or pseudo-celebrities. Matt, can we just start a promotion? And the only person we pay on a consistent basis is, is New, Jack. New Jack. And we just bring in people who want to claim wrestling is fake and have them face New Jack in a no disqualification match. And throw some respect on New Jack's name. But look, we'll give you half of the show. And we're going to, you know, of course, give a lot of that to New Jack as well. But we'll just put it towards your medical bills first. <laughs> All right? We'll front your medical bills off of ticket sales. If tickets don't sell, that's on you. We ain't paying for it. Yeah. But yeah, protect the business. This this is why guys like New Jack are perfect. I can't believe I just spent five minutes telling everybody that we want more New Jack in wrestling. <laughs> Put him in a scaffold match. I don't I don't get you know, I don't know. Something. Uh oh shoot, what's the uh uh exploding barbed wire death match Japanese? Exploding guy? barbed wire death match. <laughs> Who's the Japanese person who made those famous? Onita? Yes. Onita? Give me Soldier Boy versus Onita. Oh, man. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm still on New Jack, because New Jack will stab somebody. <laughs> legitimately. Legitimately. Is Randy Orton vs. Soldier Boy the most boring celebrity death match anyone's ever heard of? Uh, only because of Randy Orton's like psychology stuff of just beat you down constantly. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. I feel like Orton will be like, you know what? Yeah, let me actually just beat somebody up for once. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We've had enough fun here making fun of Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, man up. You versus New Jack. Somebody clip it. Put it on the YouTube. Put it on the Twitter. Make it happen. I want it to happen. And then credit me for it. Okay? <laughs> That's <laughs> all I'm asking. We will download this after the show. Upload that five-minute segment of just saying New Jack versus Soldier Boy. To the YouTube, and you guys can share it all over the internet. All right, up next, we're talking some more NXT. We have to get to results here in a little bit, but the recent rumor that popped up out of nowhere, NXT is apparently rumored to be moving to Tuesday nights on April 13th. Now, no one uh, has actually, I believe, confirmed this WWE, but Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer has confirmed it in the sense that this is happening. Um, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Probably not, but... Uh, just all of a sudden, there's a lot of buzz about it. Ben, how how are you feeling about NXT moving to Tuesdays? Are you gonna repeat Brian Alvarez's words here? Uh, yes, but he wasn't the first. I'm sure he's kind of like one of the head people who've said this. I've seen it a little bit on wrestling TikTok as well, and a little bit online. Uh, for me, this isn't you know we lost to AEW, so we're moving. This is. Uh, hockey's a bigger draw than we are, and since you know they got rid of NBC or Fox or whatever it is, sports they're going to put it on the USA network. So they're moving because of something that's a bigger draw than they are. I don't think this is wrestling related. Now, I do think it does need to be said, I don't think this happens if NXT is doing better in the ratings, um, which Everyone suffers on Wednesday nights for wrestling at this point. Yeah. That that eight to ten slot is warfare. You know, I'm I am A, this is I think really good for AEW because I think we'll regularly see them in the nine hundreds, nine hundred thousands. Um possibly over a million, you know? They've done it once without competition. That's cool. I'm I'm for that. Um for me though, my concern now is for impact wrestling. And for AEW Dark, which will which will be ending like that first hour into the show, um, Impact would be right up against it. Impact, I think, might get eaten alive. Uh, 
I think what's I don't think Dark's gonna suffer too much. Uh, if they keep keep up the two hour Darks, yes, it'll suffer a little bit in that second hour. But because it's YouTube, yeah, I don't think anyone actually hurts from them not watching it live. Yeah, uh, they can watch it for an hour. You know, oh hey, NXT is on. Put on NXT for two hours. Go back and finish that second hour because YouTube for the most part will save where you're at. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but also, once things start opening up, and whenever that is, and, you know, AEW starts traveling again and starts doing dark the way they were before, where it's literally just their dark matches, then they're going to go back to that hour time slot, maybe a little bit more. I'm and hesitant. I, um and that's just because AEW has said that they're not in any hurry to get back on the road. Yes. I'm kind of wondering if we are going to get back on the road. I think they would because I think AEW is all about trying to get more for the fans. Yeah. Like that, that's their whole shtick. But, like, man, they got a real nice setup. Who who the hell do they have to play for, pay for daily space? It's just Tony Khan going, here you go. Thank you. Like, yeah, <coughs> you're paying your people, but that's really it. You're gonna pay them anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think AEW is in any hurry to get back on the road because they have Daly's place basically for free. Yeah. Uh, but when they do get back on the road, I could see, I could see Dark going to like a forty-five minute hour time slot like it was before. Uh, but, but I could also see them saying, we're just going to keep the ring at Daly's place, and we're just going to shoot Dark here, and we're going to use who's here. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking as well, because they're also going to do Elevation. Yeah. So I imagine that's also getting taped probably the week before and then put out on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking Dark might just stay at Daly's place. Yeah. Uh, and Elevation just become... NXT Performance Center for, for AEW. If that's the case, I kind of feel like things might slide a little downward because you're not going to have your big names on it as often. Uh, and that's if AEW goes back to touring. But that's really... Yeah, that, that's going to be something we're going to probably wait and see. But that's, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm not putting any money down on what's going to happen with it. No, no. Because who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You ready to talk some impact? Sure. Let's talk some impact. I'm going to give you some of the highlights here, okay? Let's go. Joe opens up Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Black Taurus. And let me tell you, I was very surprised here. Ace Austin went over after a little shenanigans with uh, Madman Fulton costing Chris Bay. So we saw a little bit of maybe Chris Bay getting frustrated with the heels. Maybe we're seeing uh, a future turn here so we can see more Chris Bay in general. I feel like he's gone through all the phases of facing heels. But God, I love Chris Bay. Yes. <laughs> Everything he does is fantastic. Um, but Ace Austin got the win here. Ace Austin winning now makes him the number one contender. He's going to face TJP at Sacrifice, uh, the next pay-per-view here for uh, Impact. So that'll be fun. They had a, an okay segment backstage with Ace Austin, Madman Fulton, and TJP over in Swingers Palace. Okay. Um, we got a little thing backstage with Jordan Grace and Jazz finding ODB unconscious after their match last week. We find out, uh, well, uh, Fire and Flavor come out and interrupt. Uh, main event now is a triple threat between uh, Deanna, Jordan Grace, and Kira Hogan. Hogan, yeah. Yeah. Tennille Dashwood defeats Havoc after some shenanigans with Caleb with a K. Um, this segment. Not great. Which segment? Just Tennille Dashwood versus Havoc. Uh, this is one of the few nights I'm not working on a Tuesday, and I actually watched Impact with you. Live with me, yes. This For the most me. part. And I feel like I w- fell out like with like I think you fell left. asleep right around the main event time. Yeah, probably Fair. that sounds Fair. <laughs> uh, Fair. 
Um, but, but yet, yeah, no, like there's something about fire and flavor, fire and ice, whatever their name is. Fire and flavor. Yes. That I just cannot get behind. They just do not do it for me. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, their entering work is fine. I just don't enjoy them. They're supposed to kind of grind your gears. Yes, they are heels. Uh, but they're, I can enjoy a good heel. Uh, but for whatever reason, I'm just like, eh. That's fair. About them. That's, that's how I feel about a lot of people on Impact. Yeah. Which is sad, because um, I feel like there's actually a lot of great talent there. Yeah, I was about to say, for as great as a talent as some of Impact has... Some like of, Moose, like Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Ace Austin, Miguel, Sammy Callahan. Yeah, uh, everyone's in the same feud against each other, so we can't <laughs> see it elsewhere. Yeah, they also they all have a they also have a lot of just meh people on their roster. Speaking of Havoc losing here to Neil Dashwood afterwards, uh, Nevea makes the save, and this is. Uh, honestly, just going too long on TV. Uh, it's taken forever. We hinted at them breaking up two weeks ago. Something like um, that. But then Tanil goes back down to grab her phone for the pictures. And it's just, I don't know, too long, too long, and not really enough of it. Sammy Callahan shows up at Trey Miguel's wrestling school where he learned at in uh, Toledo. Callahan makes fun of Trey Miguel and all of his awards and the thing, then beats up everybody. Uh, and then he ends up trying to recruit a guy. Um, so I was trying to figure out who this guy is, and I have nothing on it. It was like nothing. So I don't know. Maybe we're going to see Sammy Callahan try and take away some of Trey Miguel's kids here in terms of like, people he works with. Yeah. Just kind of very meh. Like, like, it was a good segment for what it was, but... Uh, there just wasn't enough. Not necessarily subs- that. Um, substance for you. Of the ICU stuff. Like yeah. the the filming from my phone and loading screen taking too long. And just, just some production things I think could have been done better. Okay. Um, which, Impact, not the best in production, so it's not on them. We do get a we get that swinger play segment with Ace Austin. I don't care about that. It was not incredible. Eric Young goes after Diener, well berates him for losing all those matches to Jake something. Um, Diener understands that he has to take the beating to become purified, and uh, Joe During beats the hell out of him. Guys, it's everyone's favorite. It's Cod Sinclair here. Hey, there you go. The third man. <laughs> You're just in time. Because up next is Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan promoting AEW The Crossroads on Impact here. Oh, my God. Uh, and Tony Khan kind of given a, a state-of-the-industry conversation here. Um, healing it up a little bit for us still. I dig it. Uh, this is kind of a more heelish Tony Khan I think we've seen. Yeah. Uh, man. I am very interested to see where we're going from here. I was kind of surprised. He kind of, it sounded like he was inviting people to show up on AEW, but they never did. Um, well, I mean, I mean, depending on, you know, what you think about the ratings, I don't know. Well, well, there. That's a valid point. Um, yeah. These are pretty frequently the highlights of, impact for me. This is one of the better things that ends up happening. But this one was not the best. Not the worst by any means, but not the best. Mm-hmm. Up next, we got Good Brothers and Finjuice versus Triple XL and Reno Scum. New Japan goes over here. And we yeah. are leading towards Good Brothers versus Finjuice at Sacrifice. Rich Swan cuts a super generic promo on Moose. Ooh. Ryan Myers versus Eddie Edwards with Matt Cardona's special guest referee. Cardona disqualifies Brian Myers after he cheats by putting a foreign object in his elbow pad before clotheslining Eddie. We're kind of going now, I think, towards finally the Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona match that I think most of us saw happening. Um, Main event time. 
Kira Hogan versus Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace. Deanna Perrazzo rolls up Jordan Grace for the win, and then ODB comes out and takes her out. Um, I thought Kira Hogan, one of these things was not like the other. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's it's very commonplace to just throw a third person in a match now. Um, I thought it didn't really add anything. I know that Jordan Grace and Jazz are the number one contenders, and that's essentially how we got here. But there was there was no point to it. If if you know we could have had a great singles match, but instead we had to muddy it up um, with the below par here, Hogan. Because uh, Ryan, you're about five minutes too late. I just had about a minute, just like riff on Faya and Flavor of how I neither of them do it for me in the ring. Go check out any of my <laughs> any of the previous third Thursday editions of WrestleCast. Um, I, you can check out how how I feel about them. Uh, but you know what though? I really thought this was not a great impact show. Um, not a good representation of what they do. And I thought this really represented the fact of their ratings. This is one of the worst rated shows on impact since, uh, the best of 2020 show that happened. Um, and I, and I'm asking you guys, what do you think contributed to this? But I think you all kind of hit the hammer on the head here. Your best match was your opener with Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Black Taurus. Um, that should have been higher up on the card, in my opinion. You don't open up with that one. Um, yeah. Everything else was very meh. Also, let's look at who wasn't on the show also. No me, um, no Swan, no Trey Miguel. Callahan only had a backstage promo. I mean, I mean, you had Swan, but still, Swan is mm-hmm. by far the the you know lower tier of any champion across the globe right now, um, you know. And the fact that you know Impact does what I think to be a pretty great job at at, at advertising what's going to be on their shows, um, well well in advance, at least a week or two. Um, this one felt very yeah, thrown together. Very, yeah, um, but. With there still being a week to sacrifice, um, I can see why they would have done some something like this to throw all their eggs in one basket for the go home uh, to to sacrifice coming up next week. Um, I don't agree with it, but it's probably what's going on. So we'll probably get a lot more story and action next week. I'm imagining it, but I just – I really feel like this was such a mashup. You know what also, though? We didn't have James Storman. We didn't have Chris Saban. We didn't have Roji, Rohit Raju. We didn't have Mahabalashira. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if those last two guys are over, over, and going to bring in people. But at the same time, they're guys who have been on the show that weren't. Um, just not, not a very consistent show with Impact's typical base. No, and I've been a huge fan of what Impact has been doing as of late, um, yeah, especially to combat with what else is going on in the world around them. But this was definitely below par of what they've been doing. Yeah, this was definitely not it for me. Um, trying to roll here a little bit here. Uh, so NXT is up next year. All right. Yeah. I'm going to try and do this one fairly quickly. Burn through it and move on. NXT, I thought, was decent this week. I don't think it was bad by any means. You're being uh, awful nice tonight. Hey, man, I'm in a real good mood. <laughs> Can't complain. I know why. I know. I know you know why. <laughs> um, sorry, Ben, you have no idea what's going on at all. No, I don't. No, no, no one does. This is the, this is the, the two-man power trip secret here. Two-man uh, power Hogan trip. and Danny Burch uh, defeated Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa with a little distraction. From Imperium, we got a good little here, uh, good little bit here. Walter went onto social media and posted the picture of uh, Thatcher with him in Ring Comp, which was great. So hopefully yeah. this is actually where we're heading next year. I think that's that's a good spot for that. Um, Roderick Strong and Finn Balor have a promo back and forth. That was great. We had the therapy section. We had the therapy section. I'm, I, sure uh, did. Cameron Grimes throwing a stack of money at production desk. Uh, <laughs> Ember Moon defeated Aaliyah. Poor Robert Stone. <laughs> Poor Aaliyah. Ben, do you ask that question you asked me earlier? 
Ryan, who is buried more, Retribution or the Robert Stone brand? Because I feel like the Robert Stone brand Mm -hmm. never gets a win. But at least with Retribution, Mustafa Ali can get a win. Yeah, um, Robert Stone is a joke to them. Um, and and, and, And poor Robbie E., you know, still can't catch a break. Still can't be given anything good. Mm. So, good old TNA. <sighs> you leave Cookie out of this. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Cookie FBI is my stripper name. And, and Shayna Baszler mm. versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Oh this is God. a long match that ended with some shenanigans. Was it intentional or? I what? think so. So with uh, with the ref getting knocked out and Adam Pierce of all people, not William Regal, Adam Pierce coming out and getting a referee in the ring and calling the match with uh, Dakota Kai, not the legal individual. Uh, they called Dakota Kai, passed out, no longer able to continue versus Shayna Baszler. They called it. Uh, but Raquel Gonzalez was a legal woman shenanigans we're gonna get an announcement on this match next week i think all this is just done to put this at i don't know fast lane or maybe wrestlemania or the takeover that's gonna happen on the thursday before mania shenanigans um pat lily asking the numbers that suggest hockey is a bigger draw uh i'm not the hockey guy uh brian alvarez said the winter classic drew what 1.9 million was it Matt? One more time. Uh, Brian Alvarez said the Winter Classic drew 1.9 million. Oh God, I'm gonna be honest with you, I can't remember. Yeah, it was higher than NXT though, Pat. Yeah, so essentially, it's not even necessarily that the ratings are higher, but the ad revenue. More yeah. companies are going to pay to have ads for hockey. That is yeah. the concept there. Yeah. I'll go I'll go I'll go ahead because I missed this and I and I and I am an avid hockey fan as I miss several Penguins games to be here to entertain you fans. Um yeah, there is a ton of money to be made in hockey. Um all all of all of all of the stanchions where whatever arena you're in, you're gonna see all types of ad of advertisements. Now, if you go and watch NXT and there's a giant Sonic logo in the middle. I mean, I mean, now we're getting somewhere. But if you're looking at how much, where, where is it, where is there more profit to be made? And it is definitely with hockey and NXT, the highest rating they've had in the last, say, three to four months. I would say not even seven, seven fifty, eight hundred, even if we're being nice. Somewhere um, there, yeah. Whenever was the last time AEW had to be moved for basketball? Yeah. It, yeah, that 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 should be all you need to know is that we had to move another sport, which is one of the most popular ones in America, um, just for you to get ratings. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even necessarily think it's ratings as much as I think it's it's more money in terms of. Oh yeah, hundred percent for the for USA, honestly. I think that's allowed to do with NBC and Peacock. If I'm being honest with you. I don't know a whole lot about it. Once we get more information in terms of whether or not this move is legitimate, I, I'd feel more comfortable answering that question. Yeah, uh, Pat Lilly, whoever you are in the comments. All this is still kind of he- uh, hearsay. So that's what most reports are saying. There's more money to be made ads here. So there's that. Uh, NXT, back to that. Uh, LA Knight walking backstage. You see him being great. We get Swerve Scott little vignette here, so it's about time we're doing something with him. LA Knight, kind of take it away. Take it away. Uh, you know what? These are, the, these are the best two things of this entire show. I'm sorry. Um, LA Knight's a star, even with the gimmicky NXT name. Okay, you know, Drew, Drew and I have gone back and forth here. Friend of the show, Drew McNeely. Um, you know, just about he's a really big Eli Drake guy and the LA Knight fan or the LA Knight name. Nobody is a real fan of. But here's the thing: Eli Drake is gold. He oozes, he uses charisma. He can back it up in the ring. So whatever he's selling, you are going to buy. And I don't think I could have been convinced more than the promo he cut last night. 
it was the best thing, followed by the second best thing, which was the heel swerve promo, which I'm very interested to see where this is going because we're starting to get a lot of kind of heels. So, I mean, you know, just looking at NXT in general, apart from the way, Legato del Fantasma, we just had Swerve Heel turn. We've got LA Knight. You know, what is what is Champa? What is Cross? Neither one's really. That's what I'm saying. We were kind of getting back backlogged with a lot of these heel characters. Um, I would probably say Champa at this point's a face. Um, you can even call him tweening, um, depending on which form you get. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, they're they they can use Champa to whatever role they need to have him play, and that's kind of the beauty of him as opposed to others who may not be suited for that role. Legato Del Fantasma at this point, they can't be anything more than a heel faction. Um, you know, they can't they can't make the turn in a second. Um, La Knight probably. And that's only because Eli Drake is incredibly talented. Um, so just a couple of examples of guys that can switch it at the drop of a hat. But, um, you know, Adam Adam Cole, new, newly a heel. We're going to get Riley, the, I think he's going to be cemented as a face. Yeah. I think Roderick Strong is going to be cemented as a face as well. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep moving here because I don't want to get held up here. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Bronson Reed. Cameron Grimes gets the win with a little assist here from L.A. Knight. Love it. Let me talk to you here. Uh, we get confirmed Zaya Lee versus Caden uh, Carter next week. Ugh, injuring, uh, injuring Casey Catanzaro. Casey Catanzaro apparently actually dealing with a partially torn PCL, I believe. Oh, fun. Um, I don't want to be that guy also, but she seems injury prone. She's ninety-seven pounds. I feel like, like all the time. Like I mean, you would you would think she wouldn't have brittle bones because she's a she's a former American Ninja Warrior, but she's ninety-seven pounds in a contact sport. She's gonna get broken eventually. Uh, you also have to remember, before she was Ninja Warrior, she was a competitive gymnast. So maybe she should go back to that. <laughs> so uh we're setting up here for Ever Rise versus Breezango. That never really happens because Phantasma Delegado here take care of business, establish look, what happened last week, don't judge that as weakness. Because if you do, you're making a big mistake. It's good here. Honestly, I thought it was a good promo. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Main event time, Finn Balor versus Roderick Strong. I thought this match was great, honestly. I really enjoyed sure. Roderick Strong showing once again that he deserves and should be a top guy at some point here. Um, man, maybe the most underrated wrestler in NXT right now. I feel like that may be a bold statement here, but Roderick Strong does not get the love I think he should. I think I think he's a tier above guys like Bronson Reed, Swerve. Um, but yeah, 100% agree. So that was NXT. That's what it was. I mean, it was a good show. NXT was better than Impact. Yes. Yep. I don't think that was that hard this week, though. Which is, which is unfortunate to say. Um, all right, moving on to AEW, which opens up with, of all things, Cody, Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade Cargill. I think I'm the only one who's doing this here. Uh, I'm ready for it. This was entertaining as hell. I enjoyed this. Um, I thought the women looked real good. I understand some people don't like Red Velvet being Red Velvet and straight out of your mama's kitchen. Uh, but Shaq hitting the Brody the Brody tribute before he hit oh, the yeah. power bomb. Mm-hmm. Shaq going through two tables with Cody. Um, honestly. I want if we're doing celebrity stuff, I want this type of celebrity stuff instead of what we saw from Snoop Dogg a while ago. Yeah. Because that splash was horrible. Yeah. Um the stuff between Cody and Shaq was great. I mean, it was entertaining. 
it was you know good on good on Shaq not only um, to put in the work but to look good doing it um, to take the table spot and then sell it. Um, the women, I, I just, I just didn't care. <laughs> and it, and it's, and it's not because they're women. Don't get me wrong. It's, uh, Jay Cargo just seems so fake and it seems forced, you know, and I, I know there are people on this show and within our inner circle that feel like she's a star, but there, it's, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, she's a physical freak. I'll give her that. And the in-ring work was fine at best. But I think we're, I think, I think, you know, we, if we're determining this to be a celebrity match, it was, it was an above average celebrity match. Um, If you're going to include the wrestling in that, then we need to look at the wrestling as well. The women's wrestling was not great. Okay. Was it, was it, was it, was it average? Yes, it it was it was it was average. But to say that Shaq put the women on the plat on on the platform here, I strongly disagree with that. Um, you know, there are people on Twitter, you know, saying that you know Shaq's putting these two women on the map just by being in this match. Um, kind of a strange right. statement. I think, but because <laughs> look. Look, hear me out. Are you caring about Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet in a one-on-one match? Because I think all of us would sit here and go like, "All right, Jade's winning this, and we're gonna move forward here. That's done. All right, cool." I care. I, I care about it when a it's in a mixed tag match, and b we keep hyping up, you know, Jade Cargill to be something she's not. I still think you're wrong in that. I love it. And you. there's and there's I a think- ton of time. There's a ton of time to prove me wrong, but for right now, she is not. She is not ready. Ah, I'm gonna disagree with you on this because I think she has. She's not the best in ring yet. I don't think she's ever gonna be the best in ring. She's never gonna be the best women's wrestler in the world by any means. But there's two things I think she's really good at. All right, a look. I mean, like we just said, she, she is. Uh, a specimen. We talked about LeBron James mm-hmm. looking like he was made in the lab. Jade Cargo mm-hmm. kind of looks like she was made in the lab. She looks like mm-hmm. she's meant to just dominate uh, anything athletic. Nicole Bass esque. And B. B. I think she gets her character. I think she does. Because watching that match the whole time, even when uh, even when Shaq was in charge and running, it was still about her. So the tag in, like, nah, it's my time my spotlight now the flexing all of it all of it whole point was that she's stronger and better than red velvet i think she kind of proved it in terms of i, I think she outworked red velvet i don't think that's necessarily a knock on red velvet i thought she did what she was supposed to do i thought she exceeded expectations i'm not saying she is you know top tier right now mm. well and, and, and that's I think there's a and, lot of untapped potential and that and that's what I'm saying though is that there's plenty of time. There's there's plenty of time left for her to build and get better. You know, I just expected more out of, you know, we've we've been hyping her up for a while now, you know, and then red red and in red velvet, let's not forget she's the number two ranked AEW women's wrestler right now. Wait, what? She won. She's, red now, she's now she's number two in the rankings. Because she's been winning a lot of matches on Dark. Yeah, she won 11 straight. Yeah, so we need to Well, you to gotta take... pay attention to all the chapters. <laughs> there you go. We we need to hold stock in that, though. If you're gonna be the number two ranked women women's wrestler right now, then, yeah, there's gonna be things, things, things expected of you. And I don't think she met the expectations. I think, more than anything, A, picking up all those wins on Dark led to this. I think she was supposed to be kind of ranked highly for mm-hmm. Cargill to kind of overthrow. This time next week, maybe Red Velvet's going to mm-hmm. be five. Maybe she's not. Probably. Mm-hmm. Jay, don't worry. Jay Cargill will be like three or four with her one win. Um, I, I, I probably expect her not to be, honestly. Nah, Ryan, she's undefeated. No you can't argue that. Yeah, but yeah, she hasn't had a singles match yet. 
which Ryan, is why she's undefeated. She which, I mean, she won't be in it, I don't think. But technically, oh, no. her record is still zero and zero in singles competition, Ryan. Exactly. So that's why I don't think she would end up being ranked. Ultimately, you know what I think Jade Cargill needs the most, and I can't believe I'm saying this after I am so against this everywhere else. Say it. She needs to lose her last name. <laughs> Mm, yeah. Just be Jade. Let's go full on American Gladiator with this. We already Can got. Can she be Jade Shack? Just be Jade. Uh, Just yeah. Be Jade. I completely agree. She needs a Mortal Kombat gimmick too. Yeah. Well, it's a <laughs> combat. She just does a really good Storm cosplay. I don't know if you guys have seen that. She does a really. Oh good yeah. Cosplay, which is why I think the her whole entrance theme was kind of Storm based. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm very excited to see where we go with her. I think she's someone to keep an eye on. Not the best in the world today. That's someone else who I have who has my heart forever. But uh, uh, Matt, if we're talking best in the world, there's only one best in the world, and he has a trophy. I'm talking he's... about women and oh. actual wrestlers. Matt, you can't argue a trophy that says best in the world. I can go buy a trophy Talk. that says best in the world today. Does that make me the best in the world? Better you talk about the Undertaker and, that has the that has the white trophy. I want yeah, I want you to remember this. I remember how many times you said I was a fake champion when I had a belt that made me the champion. It, it made you a fake champion. It made me a champion. So he's a fake best in the world. He has a trophy that says best in the world, Matt. I got a belt that says champion. Oh my gosh! We're Move doing it. On. We're going back to it. <laughs> Move on. Ray Phoenix and Pack decimated john schuyler in d3 to no one's surprise this was this was over quick um we get the uh the the press conference with mjf and jericho this was fine um uh, the big pop here was for seeing uh oh my god the guy from uh hey hey it's conrad no well yes of course conrad but i kind of knew he was gonna be there with everything turkey tits God. No, I was, ta- I was talking about the guy from BT Sports. Um, ah. And uh, I was just laughing because I was like, man, they would get this guy like right after he was on NXT. This dude, this dude is no longer going to be on the NXT pre-show anymore. Oh, and then, of course, we had Eric Bischoff making fun of Chris Jericho. Yeah. This leads to Derbrawl with the Young Bucks and uh, the Good Brothers come out and help out a little bit there. Young Bucks put Santana and Ortiz through tables. We move on. Cause that's yeah, real quick, um, because this has never happened in, in this life. My uh, friend of the show, Mike, Mike DeShazo, I'm calling him Turkey Tits right now because he's <laughs> never been called Turkey Tits in his life. So, Mike DeShazo, if you're watching this, Turkey Tits. Is that like an actual insult? Because this is the first time I've ever heard of anybody being called Turkey Tits. Up next, um, we are in Telly Blanchard versus with JJ Dillon as the surprise. Listen, I uh, I was on the phone with Jeff the entire time. I was I, like, I, I thought, I thought, I thought JJ Dillon was dead. What? Really? Well, I I mean he's old. I mean he's been gone for so long, but I don't think he was dead. I mean I feel. Like I mean we're I mean we're not talking Jim Crockett Jr. old, but I mean. Oh. It, <laughs> no, uh, Ryan, you have just made at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you have also made Mike DeShazo's dreams come true. Good. FTR with Tully Blanchard defeated Jurassic Express. They were right all along. Tully Blanchard, better than any wrestler nowadays. But also we got the return of Sean Spears as well. Kind of got there. Of maybe, maybe it's finally happening. Maybe Sean Spears will be off TV in two weeks. Maybe we're finally doing it. We also had JJ. We had Tully. Arn showed up at the tunnel and was like, we're doing this? So, I don't know. I like it. Hopefully, we get a little bit more from it. Agreed. Uh, up next, Paul White makes his final or his first appearance on AEW. <laughs> and, hey, this man is just... I enjoy hearing him talk when he's not cutting mm-hmm. a promo, like just letting him be himself. Yep. Um, pumps up elevation, pumps up that he's excited to be on the commentary. Uh, ask the question, did anyone actually see this turn happening? Uh, so making fun of, I think, so many people who immediately said that when, when it was announced. 
Um, no more BS. No more BS, which I think is real funny. I didn't, I didn't get it at first. And I was like, oh. Um, I think the shirt design is really freaking stupid. Yeah. But I love, I love the idea of it. Yes, I'm with that. I 100% agree with that. But we get a big announcement from this, one that has racked our brains for the 24 hours since it's happened. Uh, Paul White is, has the big scoop for this, this weekend here for Revolution. Uh, AEW is going to be signing a Hall of Fame-worthy talent. And it's not who you think. Guys, we could spend hours upon hours on this. We're going to save it for the prediction show. Because I want you guys Oh, to I'm spoiling it. it right now. And you can come to the prediction show and see why I think this. There's only one name you need to know. Matt thinks it's CM Punk. Ryan thinks that it's Tessa Blanchard. Ben, one name. Who do you who do you think? Go, quick. First name that comes off your head. Go. Go, go. Everything for me. Ronda Rousey. I've seen that too, honestly. I'd be about that. Yeah. That'd be huge think, for, for the women. I think that there are a lot of speculation. And the crazy thing is like there are only like a handful that are absolutely just out of this world bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's not going to come to AEW as opposed to staying in WWE, red wrestling one match for Vince and making all of what he could in AEW. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. uh, here is one take. I think a lot of people aren't necessarily thinking about. It's not going to be a Hall of Fame wrestler. It's going to be from somewhere else, I think. Oh, see, now that, that's what I was saying. Someone who they're saying is going to be a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I what, I that's what I was like. Oh, man, watch us be like Ethan Page, and they're going to tote that he's the second coming of professional wrestling. See, Which, I don't think we're I, looking yeah. professional wrestling Hall of Fame. I think we're looking at a different Hall of Fame boxing, MMA, somewhere. Is this your double down on Ronda Rousey? I mean, yes, but Makes no. Makes sense. Mm. It does, it does. I think it's too obvious if it's, we're going to get a Hall of Fame person, Hall of Fame worthy talent, and it's not who you think it is. I it's mean, a wrestling talent, so that's exactly who you think it would be. No, I mean, there's so many names that's been thrown out mm. that it's almost like, well, what do you mean it's not who we think it is? Because... No one thinks it's actually CM Punk, but at the same time, everyone's saying it's CM Punk. Like, it, are you making fun of the meme by making it CM Punk, who's already denied it's not him? Dave Batista's already not denied it's not him. We can really speculate on this for a while, but I kind of want to hold off for later because yeah, for sure, prediction show. I mm-hmm. like those sweet, sweet ratings on our shows. So, mm-hmm. up next, we got Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Rio Mizunami. Rio Mizunami goes over here. I thought this was a fun match. Um, now, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a harder time paying full attention because Lord say basketball started. But I was doing the best I could, and then I went back and watched it again. Um, so the initial, like, huh, was kind of gone. But I thought this was fun. This was fun. I like Ryo Mizunami. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fimo Okada did a really good job against Nyla Rose. <laughs> That's good. God, I'm gonna have to come up with some kind of funny nickname around Rainmaker for her. Um, give me time. There's time for the prediction show. Mm. I'll think through. I'll think of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, afterwards, we get Cheetah handing Mizunami the trophy, and they give some lighthearted forearm jabs back and forth here. Uh, these guys actually have a history. They've wrestled before. They have a pretty decent rivalry from across the seas. So I think we're in for a really fun match that not a whole lot of people have watched. Um, I don't think Mizunami's gonna take the belt here. All right, let's let's try to make this next segment here quick because I really think we're we would typically spend way too much time on this. This is the Sting Team Taz segment. This is the same. I'm gonna make it real easy. Pass. Thank you. Yes. This was overdone. We've overdone. This. I'm I'm tired of these Sting segments. Give me the match and let's move on. Ten versus Max Caster for the face of the ladder match qualifier. Max Caster went over here with a little help with some shenanigans from the hybrid two, paid by Big Money Matt. 
kind of sticking it to the dark order here. We do know Anthony Bones is out with a knee injury, so they're kind of mm-hmm. pushing here, keeping Max Caster on television. I really like it. I think this guy, you know, I think he's got a lot of potential here. Once again, yeah. you guys should go check out his Twitter and his and all of his other media platforms. He is a, he is he is actually very talented. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. I like a lot of what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the match overall though was was better than expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, ben and I were talking about this man ten. If we were to lose the mask, which I don't know if we could really do right now with everything with Dark Order, but when he loses that mask, man, he's got the look. He's mm. got a look. Yeah, I don't know where his promos are at, but his in ring work keeps getting better every time we see him. I think it's because of all the cocaine he's doing. <laughs> At least he's not saying it. All, bring it all around, y'all. Bring it all around. Cocaine up next is uh, John Silver and Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn. They noted on commentary, but I thought it was very evident. Mark Quinn, I think, has been working on his physique here, looking very strong, looking a little bit bigger. Um, one of my big things against Mark Quinn is I always felt like he didn't do enough uh, bench press. Didn't have a big enough chest, um, but really looks like he's been putting in that work. He's looking in really good shape. Hangman and John Silver go over here in a great match. Afterwards, we get a big old brawl for the tag team casino battle royale to close out the show here. Uh, we did get a vignette of Kenny Omega and John Moxley just pushing over the match, but neither guy really on the show here. This is a fun show. Some people are sitting here saying this was – the best AEW show of all time. And for them, I laugh at them because they're being stupid. Um, but uh, Interesting awesome. thing about that end-of-show brawl, only one team got music, and that was Death Triangle. Yeah, they came out after everybody. Yeah, I mean, they came they, out after they're everybody. They're the big guys. Now, yeah. they're still uh, to be determined or to be announced for this match, so we could still get more people in this. But uh, I don't know. That, I'm actually kind of excited for that match. Um, I really love Bear Country. I'm really happy we're going to get some Bear Country on pay-per-view. Uh, too bad they're not going to win. But yeah. One more time? I said, I said too bad they're not going to win, but no. it's good to see these uh, tag teams that are featured on Dark to actually, for those that don't watch Dark, them to get kind of exposed to them. Yeah. So, I also think we're going to see FTR in here. We'll probably see the Good Brothers in here. We'll see some more people. Maybe even someone from across the seas, but you'll have to save that one prediction show overall mm. i thought this was a fine show it wasn't bad it wasn't you know the greatest show of all time it was good it was yeah. good it was a very quick two hours i felt AEW, i feel like goes by very quickly very easy to get mm-hmm. and uh with that that's the end of our little review section here so uh you know typically i'm sitting here Telling you guys, you know, we got a prediction show coming up, but I'm, I, I got to hand this plug off to Cod Sinclair. Right. Um, you know, today, today was very hectic. You know, I had to drive all the way down to Richmond and back just to be in time, just to make this announcement. Um, and only Matt and I know this um, date uh, to be determined. Uh, but the next interview on Podcast World Order, and you're hearing it here first, Thunder Rosa. Right here on PWO WrestleCast. Thunder Rosa will be on PWO WrestleCast um, whenever she responds to my email. And she's extremely busy. So, um, yeah, this is very exciting for us. We get to um, We get to connect here with somebody that's going to be on the buy-in who's a former NWA world women's champion, um, been all over the world, um, been on AEW a lot. Um, It's going to be very, very exciting. So, Mike, was it worth staying up for? (laughs) I'm already seeing the comment section there. I like it. Yeah, guys, Thunder Rosa is going to be on PWO. Now, I told told Matt this earlier, and, you know – don't go with what I said. Don't don't go there. I'm not going to. Um, is that who would have thought that pre that pre pandemic that you would be able to come to podcast world world order get all of your amazing wrestling results get amazing quips back back and forth um, you know 
and and then eventually get to see us talk to professional wrestlers and you know from Ring of Honor, NWA and now AEW and ECW with last week's um interview with just incredible. Um you know, it's very surreal for us and you know, we want to keep doing things like this for you guys and the best thing that you can do for us is not only to like, share, and subscribe, but also to visit us at our Kofi page. It's it's Kofi.com backslide PW123. It's as easy as one, two, three, and we'd really appreciate it because we're all hunks. Yeah. This show brought to you by Mars. Um guys, Mars, we're not Mars, we're not associated with him. <laughs> so guys, with that, really there's no other way to really end the show. It doesn't get better than that. We're going to work out the day as soon as we know. You all will know. Thunder Rosa is coming to the podcast World Order. I'm very excited if you guys can't remember me talking about being a Thunder Rosa stand account all over the time. So with that, we must bid you all to do. Check out YouTube. The prediction show is coming very, very soon. We got to talk about New Japan Cup here coming up here as well. Don't think we're, getting, don't think we're missing that one. Empire! So... I must bid you all adieu. Enjoy your wrestling this weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye. Good night. Bang.